Welcome to As I Live and Grieve, a podcast that tells the truth about how hard this is. We're glad you joined us today. We know how hard it is to lose someone you love and how well-intentioned friends and family try so hard to comfort us. We created this podcast to provide you with comfort, knowledge, and support. We are grief advocates, not professionals, not licensed therapists. We are you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to As I Live and Grieve. As every week, we have another great episode for you. Every so often, we like to highlight a local or not-so-local resource that's available to people who are grieving. Today is very special to our hearts because it is a local resource. It's an experience, the title of which is Camp Heartstrings Camp Dreams. And this camp provides help and healing for grieving children. It's a three-day camp. For children who will enter grades 2 through 11 this September, and these kids are eligible for the camp if they're in that age group and if they're adjusting to the death of a loved one. This wonderful camp was developed by licensed master social workers from the hospice group at U of R Medicine, and it provides program of activities and I'm sure a lot of fun. So our guest today is Michelle Allman. Welcome back, Michelle. Michelle was with us as we were launching our podcast. We're delighted to have you back again to talk specifically about Camp Heartstrings Camp Dreams. So when we get started here, Michelle, would you tell our listeners a little bit about your background? Sure. Thank you so much for having me again as a guest. Um, It's an honor to be here, and I would love to talk about Camp Heartstrings. I'm a social worker. Um, I've been working with U of R Medicine Hospice for the last 16 years. I am the bereavement coordinator for the program, and I've been a social worker for about 30 years now. That's great. Now, in episodes previously, we've had some episodes talking about how children grieve. And for children, the grief is complicated by their age, by the understanding they personally have of death, and even parenting methods. Some parents, as we all know, will shelter their kids and not want to speak about death. They may keep them away from any funerals or any events. They may not even want to discuss it. That has an impact on kids. But on the other hand, parenting and talking about this openly can be difficult too. So with Camp Heartstrings Camp Dreams, how does this camp help kids? So a little bit about the camp. Um, first is Camp Heartstrings Camp Dreams is a collaboration between U of R Medicine Hospice and Home Care, Dreams from Drake and Pittsburgh Youth Services. So we started our camp approximately eight years ago when we realized that there was not a lot of options for children to grieve and to talk about grief and to learn about grief. So our three agencies came together um, to offer this camp to children in Monroe County, as well as surrounding areas. Like you said earlier, the camp is offered to children going into second grade through 11th grade. And each year we welcome about 40 children. So it gives an opportunity to talk about what grief is, what grief looks like, how to cope with grief, um, what grief is going to look like many years from now for them and what their life, you know, who they can call to get help. So camp is free for children. Um, We have donations, we have grants that people have offered to keep this a free camp. We have 
we accept up to 40 children every year. We have six counselors. All of our uh, counselors have experience working with children on a daily basis. And then we have about 25 wonderful volunteers who come to spend the three days with us who work with each counselor. Um, Groups are um, separated by age. And like you said, we offer activities that help with grief mixed with fun camp activities. So you said you allow 40 kids into the group. Are, Are these 40 kids all local from Rochester? They are not just from Rochester. So we have expanded into many different counties. We have children coming from Livingston County, Wayne County. Um, I think I have a couple from Niagara County coming this year, Ontario County. So we definitely are getting kids from all over. Okay. Do you, and what, what happens if you get too many and you have to cut it off at the 40 mark? Does that happen? It breaks my heart, Stephanie. I know. That's what I was like. Oh, I feel so bad. It it breaks my heart. Every year we have to cut it off at 40. Mm -hmm. Um, One year we did try to go to 50 and we just felt it lost, you know, that closeness with with the kids. So we do, we do leave it at 40. Um, I have a wait list every year. We've talked about doing a second camp and it just takes so many resources that we just don't have at this point to do a second one. Um, So I keep track and we, I call the parents and offer them to come back the next year. I also keep a wait list. One of the changes that we've made in the last couple of years is we have many children who want to return year after year. Mm -hmm. And we talk about grief with children that it changes every year. You know, we developmentally, they, you know, they change. And, but what we have decided to do the last two years is to tell, um, to take first time campers first. Right. And then offer any slots that are left to new campers. Okay. What type of uh, activities do the kids do? So our activities are a lot of different things. So we, we start our camp out with scavenger hunts. So we have very colorful rocks that have words on that describe grief. So we will break into groups and we do that. It gets the kids talking about what feelings go along with grief. And they might not just be sad words. They might be things like courage and love and mad. So the kids have those opportunities to talk about that. We also have an art therapist who works with us. Nazareth College has been very generous in allowing the art therapist to come and work with us for a day. So they develop some type of grief activity um, or a grief project, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, We have pet therapists. So we have two or three dogs that might come and spend a couple of hours to the entire day with us. We have a storyteller. Um, He is a local storyteller. He comes in and he reads The Invisible String um, to the children. He also loves to write music. Um, So the kids and he will... Um, write songs, they sing songs, they play different games. He works a lot with our teenagers. The teens have, you know, playlists. So they, they like to talk about what songs they play when they're happy, when they're sad. We also have a lot of community support. 
So in addition to grants and financial support and donations, we have a local magician, Sky Sands, who comes and does a free magic show for the kids. We've also brought in bounce houses so that the kids can, you know, just have something fun to do. Right. Right. That sounds great. Can we have a camp like this for the adults? I, you know, I think think as adults, right. I'm missing out. I'm missing out. You know, that that sounds great. And the, <laughs> I love it when you can take activities like a scavenger hunt, for example, that might just be a common activity, but you can adapt it for a special need like that. That's fascinating. Do the kids, are there any takeaways from activities like maybe a craft type project that there's something they take home with them to help them remember the experience or the loved one? Yes, there are many takeaways. So like I said, our art therapist determines a project that will provide discussion on grieving, on how to cope. It might be a dream catcher. It might be a canvas where you know, they will tape it off and write certain things and paint around it. It might be some type of journals. Okay. We also make pillows so children can write letters to their special person. Um, they can put them in into the pillow. We leave an opening and there's a, a zipper so that it's private and it can be anything that they want it to be. How sweet. Uh, and they can add to it. You know, I know lots of kids who will add to it year after year. Um, we also, one of the things that we talk a lot about in is connections. So we have connections with people that we can see and that we can't see, right? Mm-hmm. And the book that we really utilize a lot in camp is The Invisible String. Okay. And it talks about these connections that we have with people, even though that, you know, they're not right in our presence. So everything is that we do is on it has to do with an invisible string or some type of string. We use a lot of fishing line, you know, that kids can't see. Sure. Um, But the bracelets, they pick out, they pick out their colors. So they, you know, it helps them connect to their special person. It might be the person's favorite color and their favorite color. Mm -hmm. Um, Our teens provide more discussion. Um, So we might offer journals or boxes where they can write feelings or private thoughts you know, private discussions, again, the playlists with their phones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. We talk about how um, grief comes in waves. So we make some of, you know, we make physical waves, like they will take piece of paper and draw waves. So all of those things that they can, they can definitely take home with them. Nice, nice. That's great. I love that. Do you, have you found, um, I mean, it's three days, which is kind of short, but have you found or heard that after the camp that some of the kids have kind of kept in in touch with each other and kind of helped support each other? I know that they take pictures or they take each other's phone numbers. You know, they come in the first day as strangers and then they leave as friends. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if they all definitely keep in touch. Mm -hmm. Um, Dreams from Drake. Is another organization in this in Rochester that works with grief, and they have healing circles every month. Right. So if the ki- the kids are all invited to participate in those healing circles, so if they do keep in touch, it's it's likely through that. Okay. It's nice to know that that the groups are collaborating like that. Now it's a three day camp. Do the kids stay there overnight as well? They do not. Okay. They go home at the end of the day okay. and come back the next all day. All right. Okay. 
um, that would really be a handful, I would imagine, to uh, to do an, an overnight camp for three days. <laughs> At the end of the three days, they is there need some, more volunteers. Definitely, definitely, and more money. Is there some type of a, a closing ceremony that you do with your group, either by age group or as a whole? So we do it as a whole group. Um, in the past, we have found that many of the kids don't ha- didn't have an opportunity to say goodbye to their loved one okay. um, or to their special person. So we found we really wanted the closing ceremony to be a special event. You're going to so make me cry now. What we do is we have lo- <laughs> oh, we have luminaries. So each child, where we use mason jars and we use vellum paper and we use special pens. And they get a candle, you know, a fake candle that goes in the jar and they decorate their luminary with memories, messages, their loved one's names. And we go into a big room we shut the lights off and everybody can turn on their luminary. Um, So we can talk about their luminary. We can walk around and just see what everybody else has done. So it's a very special closing ceremony. That's very sweet. What accommodations are there for a child that might suffer a breakdown or maybe be identified as needing some individual attention? What provisions are there? So all of the counselors and myself are trained in grief and we all work with grief every single day. We also, our volunteers are also trained in grief. I do a training prior to camp for them. And many of our volunteers are school counselors, they're nurses, they're social workers, they're teachers, special ed teachers. So they all have experience working with children or have an interest. So in addition to one counselor and two volunteers per group, we have floating volunteers that will go. And if a child is having a hard time, one of us who float can just take the child for a walk. We can okay. just sit with them, you know, sit next to them and talk a little bit, take them out of the room if we need to. Okay, that's great. We also have emergency numbers for parents if needed. Oh, so, sure, sure. You know, we try to mix our, we try to mix the, the activities. We do something that might be pretty emotional with then with something fun. That's so we're definitely breaking it up. So it's not three days of really intense emotional things. That's great. So it gives kids a chance to kind of recover. Like, like I needed a moment a little while ago. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there some type of a component for the parents, grandparents, guardians, whatever, whether it's something that the kids maybe discuss with them at night, bring back the next day? Is there any type of a link so a couple of things. Um, I start the the first day of camp. I give the parents a daily breakdown of what we're doing and how to talk to your camper on the way home. Good. So we are, you know, we know that these kids have had a pretty emotional day sure. and we want the parents to not say, tell me about this, but yeah. we want to provide them tools of you know, maybe how to ask questions and what to say to the kids or, you know, show me and tell me about this kind of activity. So we're definitely providing daily touch points with the parents and giving them tools of how to talk with their children. We also end our camp with some type of family event. Prior to COVID, we did a dinner. Okay. And we we don't think that we're going to be able to do the dinner again this year. So we're looking at possibly doing, bringing in an ice cream truck and, oh. you know, 
having the activities out so families can walk through the activities. We like to end with some type of family event so that, you know, we can show the slideshow, we can talk about um, what the kids have done all week, we can touch base with those parents. All three of the agencies also provide ongoing support. So I do a lot of support groups. I do one-on-one visits. Dreams from Drake has the monthly healing circles. Pittsford Youth Services provides grief support. So there are opportunities for us to continue to follow through. I think that's great um, because I think to not do something like that, there'd be a huge disconnect and might even be more awkward at home because the kids wouldn't maybe know how to broach a subject and the parents wouldn't know how to either. So I I think that's great. And in that way, you're also helping the parents a great deal by helping them be able to talk a little more openly with their kids. I think that's absolutely wonderful. The the activities we talked about earlier. Hard conversations. Yeah, they are. They are very hard conversations. I have a hard enough time, you know, adult to adult, let alone having to discuss it with kids. Um, And I know when Stephanie and her sister Kelly were young, I was the parent that kind of sheltered them because that's how I was brought up. And then I I heard Stephanie Mm -hmm. say in a podcast episode that she never attended calling hours at a funeral home until she was adult. And it struck me then that, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. what did I do? You know, um, it, it does. And I know we've kind of, you did what you there. knew that was well, exactly, it. exactly. And that's kind of right. my point. Yeah. And I know we've kind of segued there, but so much of how the parents were brought up and how the level of comfort they have is what kind of transfers to the kids. And that's why resources like right. camp heartstrings, camp dreams are vital. And we are so fortunate in our right. community. Now, this is the first time in two years because of the pandemic. Was it two years that you were not able to hold the camp or three? Just one. Just one. Just one. Okay. So we missed 20, we missed 2020. Okay. And 2021, we did a smaller version. We only took 35 kids, okay. I think. All right. Um, last year, just because we wanted to keep the kids safe and keep everybody healthy. Okay. So yes, right. we were able to hold it last year. Okay, great. And this That's is good. at Nazareth College. It is at Nazareth College. What time to what time of the day? I mean, are they like nine? So the kids or? arrive at noon. Oh, okay. Nope, they arrive at noon and they leave at five thirty. Okay, okay, that's great for three days. So it's kind of a retreat for kids. I know we don't hear that word as often anymore, you know, but kind of a retreat. Usually, there's a focus right. and and it involves feelings and emotions a lot of times and kind of getting in touch with yourself. What have mm-hmm. you seen visibly in some of the kids at the end of the three days as opposed to at the beginning? What are some of your observations? So the first day, the kids are coming very apprehensive about what is my mother making me do or my father mm-hmm. or whoever my right. guardian is. Right. You know, they're, they very reluctantly walk into a big room with many other children. Mm-hmm. So we start our week out doing a lot, of, you know, some icebreakers and, mm-hmm. you know, fun kind of things to get them moving and talking. And by the end of the three days, they have established friendships. They are talking. They are willing to talk about their feelings. They're willing to talk about 
hard things, but good things. They're able to share good memories. That's wonderful. The kids want to come back every year. So I think that that's that says a lot telling it itself in some ways that says a lot they really enjoy the yeah and can I just ask you personally Michelle is there an activity or some part of the weekend that is your very favorite oh gosh my favorite I think there's a lot of parts that are my favorite we start camp out we're sitting in a big circle every day And the first day, all of the children bring a photo of their special person. Okay. And we call them their special person because we don't really always know what the loss is and to describe, you know, it could be anything. Um, And each child gets up and puts their picture of their special person and talks about them on a big, giant blue heart. Oh. And the kids are brave. That's hard. And they're able to do that. So we go through all 40 children. We end the day with a friendship squeeze. We get back together again. All the groups come back together. And, you know, pre-COVID, we held hands (laughs) and kind of, you know, send a little friendship squeeze around, you know, that's how we end our day. So we, you know, there's other we do a thing called person to person questions where the older kids and the younger kids get together and everybody writes a private question and we throw in a bucket and then we go around and we pull those questions out and we talk about what's, what these questions are that, you know, maybe really hard questions, but they don't feel like they can ask any place else. And nobody knows what question you throw in. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're able to, you know, talk about things that are hard things. And our second graders are just, they're just as able as our teens are. So Mm -hmm. they're just as insightful, I guess, is what I'm looking for. I think you could really just take the same program that you use for kids and use it for adults. I do too. (laughs) I want to be the first to go. I want to be in the first group. Um, (laughs) It's truly amazing. Uh, You know, sadly, our time is winding down. So I want to say to people, uh, and then I'll pass it, Michelle, to you to speak a little bit. Okay. But as with any amazing resource, such as Camp Heartstrings, Camp Dreams, they can't do it on their own. They can use donations. So businesses can donate. Families can donate. You don't even have to be local. You can either call the camp. Or you can donate online and you can designate Camp Heartstrings, Camp Dreams as the recipient. We will make sure in our episode notes to include both the phone number and the website link should you want to do that. So I wanted to make that plea to everyone. Our podcast will be making a donation to Camp Heartstrings, Camp Dreams once we finish this up and launch the episode. Absolutely. Now, Michelle, I want to give it to you. Without us directing you by questions or anything, I want to let you speak directly to our listeners and tell them your thoughts, your feelings about Camp Heartstrings, Camp Dreams, anything you would like our listeners to know. I think that it's important to know that children grieve and children need an opportunity to talk to other children about grief and they need to know what it's like for other children. 
I think that you are not alone, Kathy, in shielding children from grief and funerals and sadness and death and dying. And it is a reality for all of us. And it's important that kids know what to do, what to expect sometimes, how to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Camp really gives them that opportunity to 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 learn um, good coping skills, learn that they're going to be okay, um, and that sadness is okay. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Definitely. Thank you. Well, yeah. again, uh, we just appreciate so much the time you take to come on our podcast, and as well, the amount of time and effort you have spent volunteering in organizing and in holding this camp every year so that kids can come and have this wonderful experience for three days. Now, this year's camp is the end of June. Is that correct? It is June 27, 28, and 29. Okay. I do have a couple of openings left. Oh, there you There's go, There's maybe people. three or four openings. Oh, that's great. So we we okay. are very close. Yeah, anyone local to Rochester, New York, if you want to get in, you can still, there's still time Absolutely. you can get in. And also, you're probably always looking for more volunteers. Right. We definitely, I could talk with volunteers. And yes, if somebody okay. wants to volunteer, they should contact me for sure. Okay. That's super. And if you just like the idea of this program and you aren't local, you can donate to keep this program going. Absolutely. Thank you. And I don't know that we said it or not, but there is no cost for the kids uh, for this program. There is right? no cost. Right. It's all funded by donations right. and contributions right. by people just like you and me, listeners. So donations would be wonderful. Um, and if you want to donate in the memory of someone, absolutely go ahead and do that. Absolutely. So I have to wrap up. You know, our time is up. Again, thank you, Michelle. We appreciate it. I think Camp Heartstrings, Camp Dreams is a wonderful resource. And I, I just don't know why somebody wouldn't take advantage of it if there's a need in that family or if you know a family that maybe could use this kind of help. It would be wonderful to help them by just letting them know that the camp exists. If you don't have one in your area, maybe you want to get together with some organizations and start one. Why not? Wouldn't it be great 10 years from now to know that you were a part of starting something like this? So. Here we go, everybody. Take care of yourselves. We tell you this every week. Self-care is very, very important while you're grieving. So please take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you again next week. Be kind and keep going as we all continue to live and grieve. Thank you so much for listening with us today. Do you have a topic that you'd like us to cover or do you have a question from one of our episodes? please email us at info at asiliveandgrieve.com and let us know. We hope you will find a moment to leave a review, send an email, and share with others. Join us next time as we continue to live and grieve together.